Wisconsin, and it is caves full of cheese. Oh, like they do in France. Yes, except this is a result from uh, the dairy industry being fucked in the 70s, and the government uh, buying all their extra dairy products, and they didn't have any place to put it. So there's limestone caves beneath Springfield, Wisconsin, filled with, at this point, 1.6 billion pounds of cheese. See, Isaiah, the problem here is that when you say something to me like, I just learned about the cheese caves. My first thought is not caves filled with cheese. It is caves dug out of cheese. Which... These are the Wallace and Gromit situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I and I got very excited for a second, and then you disappointed. I much prefer the idea of cheese mining more than like cheese hoarding. Yeah. But like, we can make this happen. I believe yeah. in us. We do have, according to the government. 1.6 billion pounds of cheese, which we could create yeah, 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 yeah. such a cave out of. You know who'd love it? Hmm. Bears. <laughs> oh, they would. We should just let one bear. Just let one bear. One let, if, if, bear. If our hero, Cocaine Bear, had never been <laughs> brutally murdered. Did he get Did he get killed? I assume or did the Cocaine he OD? Bear was, was brutally murdered at some point. But man, Cocaine Bear in the cheese cave. <laughs> cocaine bear two, the cheesecake. The cheesecake. It's yeah. his reward for for being uh, roofied by the cartel. Isn't that isn't that kind of what it is? I have no idea. He didn't know what he was doing. No, you can't. You can't blame a bear for getting high. That is a that is a, that, that is a series of human errors that have to happen to make that possible. A bear is not going to say, mm, "Yes, I choose to indulge in a little bit of the white powder." Anyways, right. cocaine bear in the cheese cave. It's a good idea. Yeah. If they need a sequel, I'll write that fanfic. Oh my gosh! Um, yes. Hi, welcome to the Kingdom Thirst Podcast. My name is Isaiah, and also Pork Porky over there. That's the sound of. Me just gently tapping Porky. It's supposed to be like a wrist rest for yes. when you're... It is an entirely ineffective wrist rest. And I knew that when I bought it, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way this is going to work. But I saw the piggy and I mm-hmm. was like, well, I have to have it. And it wasn't until I'd had it for about a week that I did notice the butthole. Yes. The but, the butthole, while not differently toned, is prominent. But it is like etched out. It's, it's like, also an Audi. Yeah, it's an which, it's a little bit of a prolapse hole, and I and I. Well, he is rather flat, so like uh, such squishing, I would not put it past. Yeah, piggy physics. Do you remember those things that used to be in like joke shops and stuff that like were like little squishy pigs, and you squish them, and like poop slime came out their butts. I know the I know the chicken ones of those. Yeah, there were chicken ones that were like eggs, yeah. and then they had like they had cow, and they had pig ones that had poop. Which is no, horrifying. No. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. My dad's best friend, um, growing up, like he'd known him literally his entire life, mm-hmm. um, he owned a joke slash magic shop in San Jose when I was a kid. And we used to go there to just like hang out and like say hi to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I used to like get fistfuls of these poopy piggies <laughs> and I just kind of squeeze them and we just hang out there. And he also had this like glass case of tiaras and like oh. crowns. Mm-hmm. And 
it inspired such a fervent like madness in me a greed for the sparkle that i used to beg my parents i was like i please i will die if you don't get me <laughs> you a had tiara. that you had that tiara madness and what's many wild is a, like, many a king and queen have fallen to it. Well, here's the deal: is like I'm an adult now, right? I'm an uh-huh. adult now, and I still feel this hunger. So I have, <laughs> no joke, I have mm-hmm. a wish list of probably fifty like tiaras and crowns. Well, and to my knowledge, <laughs> you are the only person I have known yeah. in my adulthood who has handcrafted their own tiara. Yeah. For such purposes. I mean, that was paper, and that was a kakashnik, but. You know, yeah. I mean, that's who I am. But I like I it just re- like it reminds me so heavily of like yes, poopy piggies, tiaras, a weird little zone that I wasn't allowed to go into, which I am certain held sex toys and things. Mm-hmm. Um, it had like a it's a <laughs> you know a curtain. I have never I have never thought about what's in the back of the curtain behind the mad in the magic store, but now I do want almost, to know. It almost certainly is sex toys. Um, but I want them to all be like all magicians are kinky. Well, yes, but I want I want I want it to be specifically magician themed. Like it can't just be a vibrator. What's a, hey, hey Isaiah, what's a magician themed dildo look like? I'm I'm just thinking it involves a top hat. <laughs> it, it turns into a fucking dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, no, you can saw it in half. <laughs> you can saw it in half, and then it will glue itself back together magically. Mm-hmm. I do. It does seem like they're very inefficient sex toys because part of their gags are half of them just disappear. Hey, it's a that is a real gag though, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna deem that with a response. I'm just gonna. I'm just, I'm just gonna drink my water loudly as a you drink your water. You know, you can gag on that, I guess. <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of gagging on it, uh, Sally Thorne. Oh God. Okay, so here's the deal. All right. So we're talking about a we're talking about romance books. We're talking about is romance. This, is this, this what we're is doing? All related. Oh, well, here's the thing. So I this. This book was, is so surprising for so many fucking reasons, but not least of which is, so a lot of you probably know Sally Thorne. Mm-hmm. Sally Thorne is really, really famous for writing the book The Hating Game, which was recently turned into a movie, which I people seemed to enjoy, but relatively lukewarm success. It's a movie and it yeah. was watched. But every, let me tell you, everyone has read The Hating Game. Everyone who, who I I love, I love my contemporary romance fam. I do, I love y'all. But you're fucking wild about this goddamn book, y'all. And therefore, I have never read it, and I will not ever read it. Um, I, I, I have also not read it, but I have been tangentially exposed through yeah. family members and friends yeah. to the yeah. feast. Yeah, and like it's a big book talk fave. It's like a big like workplace enemies to lovers mm-hmm. thing, which is fine. But like, you know, at a certain point, you get so oversaturated with it that you yeah. you come to resent the sight of it, and that's what happened to me. And I can I can admit that that's a character flaw, and that has nothing to do with the book or Sally Thorne. But that being said, that is her most famous book. I would say she's mm-hmm. written other things. Um. This fucking book that we're talking about today, such a fucking left turn. <laughs> I, I like. I literally. I remember seeing it. I had no idea it was coming out. Mm-hmm. I saw it on the shelf at the bookstore in my section, and I was like, "I, I might excuse have, me. I might have learned about this before you I did because I was looking 
through the upcoming catalogs yeah. and looking at arcs. And I, as as a longtime Frankenstein fan, I love him. Uh, I saw Angelica Frankenstein. It's Angelica. Is it Angelica? She's British. They would pronounce it Angelica. Oh, I hate this so much. They literally. I've been saying. I've been it. saying Angelica. They literally. For she explains so it like long. five times in the first four chapters. I finished this entire book thinking Angelica. She says. She says to I forget who she's talking to, but she's like, or I think when she's explaining to Will for the first time, like she's rambling about herself, and she goes uh-huh. like, "My name's Angelica, but my mom's wanted to be creative, so instead of using a C, she used a K." I, I don't know what 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 copyright she out. avoided there. I don't know what I don't know what possesses someone What's to do that for me, no reason. It would have made more sense to me if she'd used Victor with a K. Yes. <laughs> if 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 their mom had been like, hey, we're gonna be spicy. We're gonna be the Kardashians. <laughs> we're gonna be the Kardashians. We're gonna have K's, but they're not gonna be in the front of the names. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um but no, no, no. Victor is Victor. Nothing, nothing's changed for no, Victor. No, except it, now he is swole. Now he's fucking swole as shit. Which I do. I, you know that is fun. Um, okay, so this book is a retelling of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's almost a it's almost a rom com, except for ex- except for the fact that there is. There are so many. This book is doing so much. I felt like this book was six hundred pages long. Oh, when it was, it's really only like three hundred twenty-five or something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah, it's not that long. But there is, there are so many plot points. There is, so, there are so many moral questions being asked. Oh, yeah. And not just the ones you think, which like the obvious one being, it the tagline of the or the the rest of the title is yeah. Angelica Frankenstein makes her match, right? Yes. Very clever, very fun. Literally, first chapter is like Angelica and her brother are looking in a morgue for dead folks, bits and bobs, to make her a husband. Well, and and she is actively ogling and evaluating the options. Yes, which like more power to her. Yeah, but makes for a weird, weird tone opening. So opening, you're like, yeah, this is the main question of the book. How is this moral? How do we get around this? Like, yeah. how does the man that she makes feel mm-hmm. about this. And that is carried out throughout the book, obviously. The fact that that is not the only moral question, like, makes this book so much more complex than I thought it would be in nope. any capacity. And I would argue it doesn't seem like it focuses on that quite enough. It kind of resolves it, like, really early. Because he's oh, like... Oh, yeah. Because, I mean... Okay, so my main thing with this book is I felt like so much of it, and this is not a criticism, this is not something that I'm complaining about. I just think that it's very, very interesting that the book to me felt like a constant conversation between Sally Thorne, her editors, and the readers, Mm. where we were all talking to each other, where she was going, you are going to have a problem with this point. Let's explore that. Why would you care about this person? Let's explore that. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt like, I was reading her editor's notes going like, hey, we're going to have to fucking address this. It's 2022 when this came out or whatever the fuck. We're going to have to fucking address this shit, bitch. And like, and Sally Thorne went, yes, let's do that. And so, so much of the book was like romance novel, but it was also like her being like, okay, 
Let's sit down and have a chat. All right. I recognize <laughs> she wants to fuck the corpse. This is fucked up in so many ways. I, Let's address them all. Here's I, a collated list. I, as a, again, also similar to you, not yeah. a criticism. No, but I actually enjoyed it. Aside quite a lot, actually. from the, yes, very enjoyable. Aside from like the actual like plot, mm-hmm. I, this is a, like the roller, the, the actual plot is a roller coaster. It's such a but, fucking roller coaster, but fam. But sentence to sentence, yeah. the the tone of this book yeah. is phenomenal. We go from yeah. like, you know, Victor teasing Angelica about like what body parts she's picking, what yeah. the phase is, and all that stuff, to her like, you know, repeating her mantra that their handmaid slash her like, gr- like grandmother type figure has like drilled into her about like being alone with men. That, yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, is just something like, don't be kind, don't be generous, just run. No, it's um, it's uh, don't be polite, don't hesitate, run. Yeah, yeah. which like valid, but like in this book, feels like it, it's it's just like by the way, they think he he might rape her. So like yeah, we're just gonna boom. So to to set the premise here, to talk about like even begin to scratch the surface of the a, a thousand and one moral dilemmas mm-hmm. that are not simply like we have to explain why Angela could possibly be a good person here. Yes. There are many moral dilemmas in regards to like how Angelica has been treated her oh, entire yeah. life, which honestly, I I felt like the book kept trying to tell me like, don't you think she's a bad person? It's we're trying to make her a better person, but don't you think she's a bad person? I did not feel like Angelica was a bad person at all. No. Well, and a lot of because it's all from Angelica's perspective, yeah. so much of the like, especially the first part of the book is her being like, I'm such a shitty person. Everyone hates me. She she's like, I am a brat. I need to be changed. I and like, you know, we're all for self-improvement, but like she's not that bad. But she's not her that worst bad. offense is that she like Lives with a myopic brother who has who basically raised her from thirteen on. Yeah, and they have a bunch of money and they have no perspective on like they don't do a lot of charity and like. Oh, I literally. I think that's mid- kind of mid- it. midway through the book. There is a part where they're all at the dinner table and they're chatting about this, and they're talking about their class privileges. And I literally in the margins, which is like this is the part of the book where they acknowledge their class privilege. Yeah, and then they proceed to hire a bunch of poor people. Yes. So you're like, again, it's like what you're saying. Sally Thorne sees it and is like, I know what you're going to say. Exactly. Don't worry. It's, it felt like a conversation. They're it felt like hire, she was addressing they're the They're going to hire the deaf teenage gal, which yeah. also like, kudos to Sally for yeah. having like a disabled person like highlighted in the book. Yeah. And like. Was she deaf? I thought she was just shy. No. Mary, the, the, the grandmother figure is literally like, oh, she's deaf. And I think I... All of that woman's lines in my head are like the harshest Cockney accent. She and she honestly, she says something like she can't blow an ear, oh. and is and it's like, oh, it's that. it's an odd odd moment. But here's the deal: like one of the moral conundrums here is that literally no one in the book except for Will mm-hmm. is a good person. Like. <laughs> Sally Thorne kind of wants you to hate everybody, except. Mm-hmm. But she also, she is negging you with every yes, single character. Yes. So you're, <laughs> I especially with Victor. Yeah. He uh, one of his main things throughout the whole book is like 
you know, Will and Angelica are playing these like word games and then Victor's at the other end of the table is just like, hey, if you fuck my sister, you got to marry her. But then we can be brothers in law. And then Will turning to me being like, I would never. I would rather die than marry your beautiful, beautiful sister. Who your beautiful sister attracted who to. in probably two paragraphs, I'm about to be like, I cannot resist you in any way. And then ghost her. Yes. And then be honestly, because... Will is kind of hideously cruel to her constantly. Oh, yeah. And he at the beginning, you feel like, all right, this is justified because he, he comes out and says he's like, I am obsessed with you. Oh, I yeah. don't want to be obsessed with you. I don't know why I'm obsessed with you. I actively, logically hate you for everything you've done to me. Because you... I am a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, he is brought into the world. And within, like, within 20 minutes, she's put him in a bath. Mm-hmm. And she's a little... We should stop and say Will is the creation. Yes. Her Will, creation. Will <laughs> is is uh, Angelica's monster. Yeah. Um. And he, you know, he comes up with his own name. And she's fucking ready to to plow his she, brains out fucking He comes out of whatever embryonic goo that they it have. Is, and I and quote, she's like, sheep placenta. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And she immediately is like, he asks, like, where am I? Because he has been awoken in this strange, weird lab. And she's like. He's also experiencing, shall we say, some pretty severe body dysmorphia. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Be, Every turn a moment, because for him, yeah. his head is the only thing that is from his original body. Yeah. Everything else. Everything else is He's got a blacksmith spod. Uh, he's got some other dudes as, as he very explicitly states, I don't know a lot, but I know that's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Says a man with amnesia, yeah. which is just great. <laughs> but literally within 20 minutes, while they're soaking him in a salt bath, yeah. he's like, I hate you did the, that you did this to me. I am in so much pain because I am a man stitched together with twine and <laughs> then electrocuted. Yeah. And he, what becomes clear over the whole course of the book is that he is kind of constantly in pain. Yeah, he's and, constantly in agony. And that his, uh, I mean, slight spoilers, but that his, the parts of his body are actively rejecting his head and yeah. he is slowly dying. Yeah. But we don't get to that until towards the very, very end of the book. Yeah. Because that doesn't matter because he oscillates between wanting to jump her bones and believing she's yeah. literally Satan every chapter and a half. He's he's obsessed with her. He's constantly like, I, I think you're an amazing person. I think you are so incredible and you are capable of so much and I see so much kindness in you. I also fucking hate your guts. And, and, <laughs> and they, I would say the structure of the book is basically around them encountering each other in the house and then her going out on tiny expeditions yeah. to, as I would put it, gather new characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every time she goes out, new people yeah. are now welcomed into the fold. So, so like, the moral question, obviously, here, right, you like we talked about, is mm-hmm. how can it possibly be ethical in any way to do this to another human being mm-hmm. and then say, hello, well, you're mine now. <laughs> you you are mine. Uh, you're our guest. And then she quickly. You're my funky little she, sex boy. <laughs> she quickly, if I remember correctly, she quickly rephrases it and is like, "Oh, me and my brother are your masters. You are welcome to stay here as long as you'd like." And he's like, "Oh, um, yeah. What is that? What? Yeah." She also like the way she phrases. She, Angelica is actually very honest. She doesn't. She, is. she frequently does not want to be honest, and she mm-hmm. goes out of her way to to avoid having to answer questions that she doesn't want to because mm-hmm. Angelica is, she's 
Sally Thorne, like, clearly is trying to tell you she's very, very selfish. And she's like, mm-hmm. she needs to, she, that's her character because she needs to stop being selfish. Mm-hmm. What, what she actually is, is so supremely lonely, neglected, and very lightly abused by her oh, brother. Yeah. Like, Victor is a good man. Mm-hmm. He is a terrible sibling. They yeah. are, they even go out to say, like, at one point, they're like, they're best friends and they'll always be best friends. Mm-hmm. He has kind of done his sister extremely dirty his entire life. Oh, yeah. Um, And, I mean, I guess that's just siblings for you. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have an older brother. Um, but, like, he, Angelica is so viscerally mm-hmm. despondent. Like, oh, yeah. He, Victor, the reason this all comes about, really, is because Victor's obviously doing these experiments mm-hmm. anyway. Against his rival, who is... Some some guy, some dude, some fucking German, um, and uh, and so he's trying to beat him, and but Victor is, um, he's also getting married soon. He's getting married he's, to Lizzie, and to be clear, we kind of love Lizzie. Wait, Lizzie's great. She Lizzie, also is a little bit oblivious. She is Lizzie and her fair costume, yes. which <laughs> appears in the book before she does. Yes, and is mentioned, I believe, twice before she's ever named. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it was great. It was great. She's she's a, an actress, a director. She's an actress. auteur. She's yes. a she. Yes. She's in the theater. She's in the theater. And then is marrying down to sweet sweet Victor. Yeah, who, in preparation for her visiting. Does so many push-ups and chin-ups. Yeah. While Literally shit, thousands. While shit-talking his sister. Like, yeah, while calling her, basically, like, he he doesn't care that she is a laughing stock. He doesn't care mm-hmm. that literally everywhere she goes, she is pretty horrifically harassed. Oh, yeah. Um, while he's there and then does there, not say anything. Doesn't do anything and then repeats the same things jokingly yeah. to her I don't, at home. I don't know what, like, the appropriateness of morticians is supposed to be, but I feel like they're supposed to be less, like, sexually harassing. To be fair, he is selling body parts to these folks. So that I is don't true. think the bar is as high as you want it to Hey, be but him. we can all take pride in our work. Yeah. I mean, hey, who's better to assess a body than <laughs> <laughs> Although, although, just l- we need to clarify this. Well, At some point, he, they they are in the morgue yeah. collecting the body's parts for Will. Yeah. Um, in which and, and another and another person. And another person. <laughs> Mind who... you, Angelica's kind of tagging along here. She's making her own, like she's using Victor's sourdough starter that he has left over to yes. make her own crumpets while he uh-huh. makes a loaf. And they're baking them together. Yeah. Uh, except his doesn't turn out quite how he wants it to. <laughs> and for some reason, Will just turns out amazing, other than like the excruciating pain he experiences at every moment. Yeah, he immediately can um, like speak and doesn't freak out. But am I wrong in thinking that he mildly insinuates that? After they leave, he lets other people come in to them, like oh yeah, to check out the bodies. So there are medical students who who want the bodies so they can dissect them. Oh okay, yeah. that takes down the creep factor. I thought they, I thought there was some. I mean, there's necrophilia in the book, but I thought there was yeah. more necrophilia in the book. Yeah. But good to know that it's only the conscious necrophilia. Yeah, and that's why when they leave, everyone's like pissed at the the Frankenstein's because um they're they're always like, they always take the good ones. <laughs> Damn it! I never did get to cut up a hot person. Yeah. It's real frustrating. It's really upsetting. Um, and all of the medical students who are men mm-hmm. um harass oh. uh, Angelica as they leave. And well, well, Abigail. Who can you blame when she is a 24-year-old spinster? It's true. It's she true. she's really asking for it. And she's it. really, you know, she's really weird looking with her red hair and green eyes. Mm-hmm. Um she's she's a witch for sure. Of course, of course. Definitely just not like an attractive human being. Um, yeah. And it, and it, what you know, which is 
of course, a problem. A woman well, that she is also a witch for being attractive, yes, yes, but yes, not yes, being yes, married. Yes. So that that the, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's desperate to get married. She's desperate mm-hmm. to get married as fast as possible because she wants to be out of the house as soon as Lizzie gets mm-hmm. there, basically, because she loves Lizzie. But she's looking at her life and she's going, I know exactly how this ends. Victor's mm-hmm. going to keep me as his assistant forever, and I'm going to be here withering, unloved, completely like mm-hmm. ignored, pretty much for the my entire life yeah. and i'm gonna end up being their caretakers and taking care of their children and she's like i want a fucking life yeah i want to live my life i want to get married she's desperate to be loved mm-hmm. and it is like so sad it's so so sad oh, yeah and every time will who is obviously going through some stuff um like rejects her he finds a way to like hit her right in that he literally like at a certain point i wanted to tell her i was like honey you need to let this man go because yeah. like he's being really mean to you and i understand why and i don't begrudge that but also it was like angelic was constantly being fucking punched in the face oh yeah and it was it i did not f- at a certain point i did not feel like her crime of reanimating this man mm-hmm. was like reasonable result like the punishment felt like i was like man well (laughs) and especially after we later learn that he died not of like any natural causes or foul play he just kind of got an accident Mm -hmm. you know obviously the whole being in pain thing sucks but like if anything giving him a second life yeah and he like he they they talk about how um He's like, yes, no, I, I actually, you know, I would have consented. Like, I, I do, I am glad oh, yeah. you did this. I oh, just yeah. hate you. <laughs> Which is like, well, well. <laughs> well, and then, and in between all of her getting just, like, sucker punched. Yeah, constantly. Um, he also just, like, decides to kiss her. All the time. In, in the, like. The, the most mixed signals you could possibly get. This poor woman is being jerked around constantly. And she is. Oh, yeah. He's always like, I, yes, you don't lie to me. You tell me exactly what you want from me always. It's always written in your expression. Everything you want. And he's like, so I'm still going to fuck around with your feelings. Oh, yeah. Well, he's. It's the thing. It feels like. It feels like she. Like, okay. Sally, mm-hmm. you're doing great. It's a good fucking good. book, man. It's a good fucking it's book. It's a really good book. Uh, entertained all the way through. Yeah. But what it feels cry. like is that Sally Thorne wanted wanted this, like, back and forth. Yeah. But the dynamic, like, feels, it feels more forced. Because yeah. the natural dynamic, I mean, really, if we were going to, like, rewrite this book not as pure romance, yeah. but still have a romance ending, Will's got to, like, deal with his shit. Yeah. And just... L- l- not try and think about romance at all for like at least like a yeah. month and then introduce. But while he's like going through this process and then also giving her mixed signals. Yeah. Being like, oh, you're the most beautiful woman. I thought I w-. literally tells yeah. her that he, since he has amnesia, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. She points that out and he goes, yes. But when I woke up, I thought I was in heaven. Yeah, you're, you're and then the first and then thing two minutes later is like, by the way, you are Satan incarnate for bringing me back to life. <laughs> yes. You are and pure like, evil. I and I mean, I guess I I get that bit, but like it was it was kind of tugged along for so long. Yeah, and then also on top of that, so like I said, Angelica's arc is that she 
will encourages her to become a better person. Mm-hmm. Put that in quotes because that's, that's Angelica what, is not that's what the book is trying to yeah. say. And it was like it was like it was she was trying really hard to lean on this idea that like it, you know the Frankenstein's are the real monsters, right? Mm-hmm. But like Angelica as a person is actually like a really good person to start. She's a little like she has no perspective. She's clearly mm-hmm. very naive, and she's lived in this really weird sheltered yeah. world with Victor and and only one other person, which is Mary. They're very aged, extremely crotchety, extremely mean. Oh, very mean maid who also digs on Angelica fucking constantly. Oh yeah. And Angelica goes through this arc of being like, oh, I didn't even know that she had a family. And we, she's been, she's literally looked after me my whole life. And I'm so selfish and awful. Yeah. And it was like, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You should have given her birthday presents. Yes. 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 Also, you're not a fucking monster. She has never invited you to like into her space. She's always been constantly no. mean to you. She is constantly saying that you're not hot shit and that like, which, okay, yes, good. You do need some, you know, ego leveling when you mm-hmm. are so absurdly wealthy as they are and without perspective. Yeah. Sure. Angelica has never hurt anyone besides, obviously, yeah. Will would argue him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also really, hey, one of my favorite parts was the t- when he... Their first kiss is in a morgue. Yes. As they are trying to uncover his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just out of nowhere is like, I can't fucking resist kissing you in this horrible morgue that's making me feel so terrible. Um, well, and, and he's he's really playing up the like, you know, my head, my my logical thing he's going on, but my body can't resist. Yes. And you're like, I don't I don't know if that's how body transplants work. Yeah. But but okay, bud. And then he says some really mean shit to her about how oh, he'll yeah. never want her uh-huh. after this her first kiss. And yes. he knows it's her first kiss because she told him. Yes. And then to like kind of hurt him back, which bitch, I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. She goes, Well, you know, you're not the first. She tried four other times to to build a husband and he he takes it <laughs> he gets, badly. Oh my gosh. His <laughs> jealousy for for supposedly hating this woman mm-hmm. and never wanting to marry her, mm-hmm. she meets one man. She meets yeah. one man who is dressed nice and, you know, keeps things clean. And <laughs> as she notes, and this is burned into my brain, cool. has thighs you wouldn't leave at the, the morgue. Thi- the thighs are grow which, on like a lot and honestly respect. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, mad respect for her being like, you know. He's got fantastic thighs. He leans up against a desk and she's like, She's yeah. literally the mm. amount of what I love about Angelica as a character is that she is fucking shameless and she just like he catches her staring at his thighs for so long at one point that he literally starts to blush and she ha- feels nothing. She's just like mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you're a good okay. specimen. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so fucking into you right now. Oh. No. And then, OK, so like all this jealousy is happening. Yeah. Um, Soldier Boy and her go to, like, all these little vignettes are her trying to investigate who Will could have been. Unfortunately, and his name is Chris. His name is Chris. Well, Christopher. But they call him Chris. They do call him Chris. And right after she made, meets him, mm-hmm. both of them go to uh, a widower woman yeah. whose soldier husband just died. That they think might be Will. That might be Will. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Angelica cries holding a baby. Yeah. normal 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 stuff she's never held a baby never before. held a baby before and she realizes how fucked up her life is and she's like oh god oh, yeah. oh god <laughs> oh uh, no <laughs> and she gets back to the house knowing that will is not this this woman i think claire is her yeah clara 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 is not uh his wife yeah and he he is like 
don't tell me. I want just to continue a little longer. Being yours. Being yours. And she's like, okay, well, fucker, you're my, you're still mine. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. And but, you're like, you're like, my dude. And but then he's also like, but I can't. And then and then also, Christopher, like, because oh, also by the way, uh, she comes home one of the, from one of the first vignettes and gets her hair groped and yanked around. Yeah, in my, in the orchard by some unseen force that by might or might unseen, not be her mother. <laughs> she literally is like it felt it was terrible it made me feel so sick when this thing touched my hair it also kind of felt like my mother which was weird which, is, <laughs> which when you find out who it is later you're like oh you're like this this does not play into it oh. in any way and oh. and maybe just hints at the brokenness of her losing her parents and also how severe i want to say one thing that is never like actually said mm-hmm. in the text but is hammered home and again and again and again and again again um, specifically citing like Lizzie, the, the yeah, the number of times that um she gets a hug from oh, anyone is yeah. she gets a hug from Victor once a year, and <sighs> and oh. so again and again and again, Lizzie, I mean not Lizzie, um, uh, Angelica is like she is so desperate for any human connection that it really throws into stark relief, like how awful it is that Will continues to give her this physical affection mm-hmm. while at the same time being like, I will never want you. You ever. are you are the most touch-starved person in in the world at this moment. Yeah. And I will give that to you and then immediately tell you, never. I fucking hate you. Oh. Um, and then like, so when she holds the baby, she yeah. realizes like, she's like, Oh, I'm I'm, done. I'm, this is what it's like to breathe. Oh, (laughs) and, and of course, okay. Yeah. So after her holding the baby, Christopher takes like rides with her back to the house. They go to, they go to a tavern and get wicked drunk. Oh, they get so drunk. (laughs) It's great. They have a great time. And honestly, I loved it for them. Honestly, though, like horseback riding while buzzed, dangerous, but like, seems like it could be fun. And just this saying. man is like the the <laughs> this man is so fucking I I loved how big of a simp Christopher was. Oh my god. Well he's so transparent. I yeah. love him. I'm just he's he is he is on the Angelica train and is yeah. never getting off. This is the this is here's the thing. So the second half of the book, like absolutely very transparently, is like Victor puts these both of these men up. He's like, all right. You both want to court my sister? Go ahead, fam. Oh, and like yeah. so it becomes a competition between Christopher, who's trying to yes. who's literally only trying to find out who Will is so that he can disqualify him from the he race. He is he is trying to dox him so hard. So that he and, can get the and, fuck out of the And Will house. is like, bro, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for totally different but also, reasons. And also Will, who perceives Christopher's existence and he's immediately overcome with jealousy. Yeah, fucking hates his But guts. also, never, never gonna marry you. But also, you apparently, can, not dare. Christopher. But he's also like, Sorry, you Chris. should marry him. You yes. should marry him. You should, you should. If you fucking marry him, I will, I will be so fucking angry. There will be nothing left for me in this world. Yeah, I, I, I will blow my fucking brains out. Which is like, this poor, <laughs> and this poor girl is like, okay, there's a man who who is giving me the worst signals of all time. Yeah. And I'm then, desperately and then a, him. and a charming fickful thigh man. Yeah. Who, uh, who, who's offering a, to give who, her everything. Who, who, which is not an evaluation of anyone's full meaning in life, but, uh, does not have a job, 
versus yeah. a man who has a job yeah. and is like a well-respected individual. And also is fully willing to be, he's like, I love your weird shit. Yes. I, he's like, he's on you board. can't really do it in public because of like my job. Yes. But at home you can be whatever the fuck you want. And she's like, you know what? That sucks. But also, yeah, I get it. But also, yeah. Oh. And like, she, she, there comes up a lot that like, <laughs> Christopher is fucking ruthless though. And I love that for him because he, I, he's like, all right. I've decided that I want to fucking marry you. Mm-hmm. You know what I can do? I can give you kids. Oh. And, and he, yeah. used, he he basically pounces on that and like it's ruthless, but it's fucking effective. At one point, it, I think one of my favorite scenes in the book was he's helping Clara and her little baby boy up into a carriage and they're leaving the Frankenstein's house <laughs> and he takes the baby from her. And he literally turns and poses with the baby in front of Angelica, and he's like, mm? and, uh, which just makes me go. In that split second, we don't never fully sure how long that moment goes yeah. on for. But at what point does Clara look back and go, "What the fuck is he doing with my baby? What, yeah. Why is he looking off?" Well, back Clara at the girl? is like clearly a little bit into him, even though she's like oh, just yeah. lost her husband, which was a little interesting. Because mm. um, she's like clearly like super super distraught and like fucked yes. up about her husband dying. And she's pretty much immediately into Christopher, which is, okay, whatever. We need to get him out of the way. Yeah, 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 whatever. But, like, um, here's the danger, though. The danger of introducing a love triangle. This is why, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's almost never advisable to actually put in a real love triangle. And this is a real love triangle because you like Chris. Yeah. Not only do you really like Chris. For for portions of the book, you're rooting for Chris. You're really rooting for Chris. And you're like, I know this isn't where the plot is going. Yeah. But... But honestly, also, girl, kinda, go for it. I kind of wish he would because yeah. Will's Will's got a lot of shit going on, understandably. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not justified. No. I'm just saying that like it was hard to deal with. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, um, yeah, like you said, you know that she's not going to end up with him. But that being said, Sally Thorne, bless her, actually went the full mile where she's yeah. like, not only do we have this love triangle where Chris is really, really into her and obviously mm-hmm. putting pressure on Will here, and Will is being very mature about it (laughs) so mature he's being as mature as he can be and she fucking hates that um but she does feel things for chris she's very attracted to chris now is Mm -hmm. it the same connection she feels with will no obviously not she fucking made will but like it it's it is real and she's she acknowledges that if she had she happened to miss this ball that victor didn't want to go to that Mm -hmm. um chris would have been at had she gone to it and they would have met yeah um and she's like, if I had been able to go to that ball, Will would not exist today. Yeah. Because I would have ended up with him. Yeah. 100%, without a doubt. Um, because he thinks she's funny and smart and beautiful. Mm. And he's like, you want adventure? Bitch, I got to move every two years all around the world because I'm the fucking you I'm can see high the, up in the military. You can see the whole world. You can yeah. get away from your weird brother. Yeah. And get to live your life. And then uh, my thighs are also there. My thighs are also there, my and I can give there. you a bunch of little blonde babies. Oh my gosh! And she's like, "Oh, that's that's fucking tempting." It's a shit. great. He's also I've loved. So Victor is like, I I vacillated between hating Victor and being like, right. like yeah, he felt like a very real character. He mm-hmm. felt very fleshed out. He was selfish. He loved his sister. Yes. He was a genius. He was also a fucking idiot. Um, I think he also suffers a little bit from what, like, Will has a little bit, where it, you do get the impression that he loves his sister. Oh, yeah. He and, loves her more than anything and he in the like, world. And, and it makes me go, does Sally Thorne have siblings? Mm-hmm. Because he oscillates between, like, fun teasing and then just, like, yeah. 
you're gonna die alone, bitch. Really fucking hateful shit. Oh. And it's like, yeah, that feels yeah, that feels right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and he like he raised her, mm-hmm. and he admits that he's like, I didn't do it right because no. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. We were both kids. We were children. They were children. Were dead. And they watched. And their- our and our weird maid just like seems to hate us. Yeah. But is still but also, around. We love her to bits, and we would never, you know. Yeah. But um. And he like they do everything together, and they you know a lot of their banter is very funny and very lighthearted mm-hmm. and like clearly like sibling shit. Um, but I you know it was hard because you know I I didn't. <laughs> I was like Victor, you're so mean. Your sister like she's telling you again and again and again that she yeah. is basically dying right mm-hmm. she is dying here and she knows in that this, she's going this... to be replaced very soon oh yeah and she's like i she multiple times mentions that lizzie is going to be the mistress mm-hmm. of the mansion and where does that leave her yeah and will she be like the weird spinster and at one point honestly the scene that made me cry the most was mm. when she walks in the barn which is the laboratory and she sees um she sees Victor teaching Lizzie how to be his assistant and she's oh, wearing yeah. Angelica's like apron. Yeah. And she fucking loses it because Will has just basically called her a selfish bitch. Yeah. And uh Mary, she's just had a big fight with Mary where she was trying to do something nice. Yeah. And Mary completely misinterpreted it and yeah. basically told her to fuck off and uh-huh. to never talk to her again. Yeah. And and so she's and Christopher hasn't talked to her in like two weeks either. And yeah. so she's like The one the one place that like I've been validated yeah, for my usefulness fucking gone. is totally gone. And she Angelica feels worthless constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly worthless. Oh yeah. And it is really brutal. It's mm-hmm. really, really brutal. And I think that's like at that point my like sympathy for Will started to dry up a little bit more and more and more. Oh, yeah. I was like, you well, motherfucker. And at some point he just starts like gardening constantly yeah and is like he's like i don't need to talk to you i don't need it you, you know we're yeah. good i'm fine i'm just gonna garden until until my body falls apart i know i said that i was gonna court you with no intention of marrying <laughs> where he's like so there's this like big, i don't want to marry you but i'm gonna eliminate the competition there's this big pronouncement that happens when they have this like bonfire with uh with christopher oh my gosh, the bonfire. yeah there's a lot that happens there but there's a there's this big thing where christopher announces because Angelica very boldly goes up to him in front of everybody. He's like, do you intend to court me? And he's like, yes, I do. And Victor from across the fire is like, all right, let me ask you some questions. It's like, um, do you believe in God? And he's like, no. And he's like, cool. Um, all right. Uh, are you good in bed? And Victor just, I mean, and Chris just goes, yes. And he's like, nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. Sounds good to me. Tight. <laughs> Way to go, bud. And then Will comes over and is like, is like, well, I also am going to court her. And she's like, well, you're not going to marry. And he's like. You like, told me you're not going to marry me under any, like, pretense. And then, and so him, so Chris and Will have this, like, moment where he's like, all right, so you want to court her? All right, so you want to court her? Cool, cool. Um, and Chris goes, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to find out, find who, out you who you are and I'm going to get you run out of town Yeah, and I'm going to expose you because he thinks, he thinks that Will is some sort of fraud and yeah. trying to. Understandably. Yeah. Because he is, he is just, well, Will and he also has to create his last name. Yeah. So he goes with Will Black. Yeah. Which. 
because yeah, yeah. Which, well, you know, and it sounds when we re- recap it like that, it sounds like Christopher has like is like malicious about it. He's really not. He's just like no. He's, he's deeply like, concerned and also yeah. like is kind of aware that Angelica's a little bit sheltered and naive. Yeah, and he's and really is, fucking and he's worried. Very protective. He finds out that he is sleeping like down the hall from Angelica. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh fuck that. Absolutely he's like, mm, fuck I don't, that. I don't think this about... this man that. So their story, they don't tell him that they made him. Yeah, they they tell him that they picked up this naked, injured, amnesic man, um, off the side of the road. And they brought him home, and he's like, "What the?" Fuck? And he and he's and, and he's Victor's he's living, colleague now. Yeah, he's living across the hallway, Angelica. <laughs> and so they make a deal that like they're gonna do this, and Christopher is gonna help find out who he is for his own reasons, obviously. Yeah. But he's like, "Okay, I'll help you." However, you are you're moving the fuck out today, yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Deal." <laughs> Sounds good to me. Mm. We also we also can't ignore. Well, that is arguably the. You know, the focal point love triangle. We cannot forget the more important and more passionate love triangle. That is Victor, Lizzie, and Belladonna. The <laughs> there are points in this book, like, I do understand why Sally Thorne is doing her rom coms now because there are yes. points in this book where, legitimately, despite the so many levels of moral yes. complexity we're there, experiencing there, here, that were actually very funny. There's also, there is also an entire subplot in which. Victor's pig is actively jealous of his engagement. Yeah. And actively works to subvert it. <laughs> to a point at which Lizzie chokingly, but with a hint of truth, worries that Belladonna is going to try and trip her as she goes downstairs and is going to kill her. So Victor has a um a pig that he he doesn't give a shit about really Mm-mm. other than he is obsessed with eating apples he's like every scene he's eating an apple um well he he's on he, he's on he's he's doing keto he's doing keto you bro. know what it reminded me of you know cinema sins yes and the, and the director said i want this guy to look like an asshole so you have him eat an apple <laughs> uh, he's that's that's every scene yes. he has these special apples that he eats that he like grafted himself from, from their like from their super special orchard that they just let most of the apples rot yeah and which is like the sign of their like their selfishness or whatever. Yeah. whatever but his whole life he's just been chucking apple cores out the window and or whatever he could do he just leaves them everywhere and so this pig sweet belladonna will start falling around when he was a little kid and start ate up his apple cores and fell in love with him <laughs> which like relatable you yeah. know yeah oh mm. and then and then we have okay so we have all of that right mm-hmm. and then in the like second half of the book it becomes like really discovering the mystery of will and his identity yes as well as the person who keeps yanking uh a certain person's hair so so that was what i was going to say is that like this whole time at the beginning of the book we reanimated will but just before him there was the actual frankenstein's monster that was reanimated he had some more trouble he freaked out and he was like seven feet tall he's victor was not as careful picking his bits as she was aesthetically less pleasing aesthetically less pleasing also fucking massive yeah um (laughs) i just do you think victor picked the biggest schlong because angelica picked the second biggest i you know (laughs) i if anything that would be like the last saving grace like it would be cruel to give him a tiny one yeah, that would be quite So cool. at least he's got, he's like, at least it has to be proportional to like, the I, giant I've created. I feel like Victor would have picked the biggest one just for last. Um, 
so they create him and they immediately treat them like people. But this man, like, they're like, okay, calm down. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get you warm and clean and we're going to, like, figure out, do you know who yeah. you are? Because um, this, mind you, these are their first successful yeah. experiments. Um, and immediately the man loses it and he fucking hoofs it. Yeah. And so most of the first half of the book is Victor going out and, like, trying to hunt down this man and there's, like, mm-hmm. sightings and stuff. Obviously, we said that Angelica gets her hair petted and she's very freaked out. And no one knows who it is except for the person we mentioned at the very beginning of the book. Yeah. No one else. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And so she like, she ends up kind of trying to befriend him because he's lurking mm-hmm. around the around the manor. Yeah. And um, Angelica is the only one that he responds to because, surprise, surprise, he is also obsessed with Angelica. Um, he also kind of imprinted on her just like, uh, just, just like, like Will did, yeah. except he is a different man and he's struggling a lot more mm-hmm. and he's in a lot more pain. He's yeah. hungry. He's like, he is not living passing. No, Let's throw that out there. He's not, he's not doing well. Um, he is, he is children run and scream. Yes. Uh, as soon as I see him. Yes. He cannot he cannot fit into human society. No. And he doesn't really care to. It, no. He's he's cognitively having a lot more trouble. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like and eventually he learns to talk again. Um which is like a long time coming and she's tries to communicate with him and she's trying to not only she really really is worried about him. Like she mm-hmm. is she is desperate to help this poor man. Yeah. Um cuz she's a terrible person. <laughs> 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 I'll never get past that. How like she's supposed to be this awful person, and literally she always does the good thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, so she's desperate to help this guy, and she makes contact with him mostly because he has Will's original hands. Mm-hmm. So one of the most fucked up parts of this book is that when she sees Will in the morgue, she is like. I don't want to change anything. He doesn't no. need anything. He's he, perfect. The most beautiful face. He's the most beautiful face. Like, yeah, maybe his body is like not the biggest or most sculpted or whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. He's beautiful and perfect. She checks she checks underneath uh the, the curtain. Yeah, and, and she's like, seems fine. I don't yeah. I don't know. Um and Victor, like he does in everything, basically kind of coerces her to be like, no, no, no. This, we're, we're not just going to reanimate some dude. Like, you got to, like... We got we got to make a patchwork doll. We got to make... What's the point of doing this if we don't fucking go whole hog, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he encourages her to, like, pick all the best bits, and they give him, like, the body of a blacksmith that was really strong, and they give him the second biggest dong, and they, like, yeah. some other dude's hands. Okay. So, but they still had Will's body. So they used parts of Will's body, or his original body, in this other man. Yeah. And so he has his hands. And what she's trying to get back is this ring Mm -hmm. that will was wearing and they're hoping it's the key to his identity um and so she like goes up to this guy tries to make friends with him and tries to like because obviously chasing him down doesn't work no um and he's obsessed with her um and he's like protective of her but he's also like violent Um, yeah she almost dies when he fucking throws her around at one point um and so there's this other like moral thing going on where Victor is reckoning with what he's done to this man and yeah. how he can't help him. And also Victor's now going to be a father. And like there's and he's struggling with like how do he doesn't even know how to care for like this poor man out there, little yeah. child. And like there's this whole there are so many fucking layers to this goddamn book. It was intense. Also, yeah. the other substantial thing that happens constantly through the book mm-hmm. and that Sally would like you to be sure of 
yeah. is that as soon as Victor's fiance shows up, yeah. they are banging constantly. Fucking constantly. It's it's not it's not even like, oh, she walked into the dining hall and Lizzie looked rather disheveled. It's yeah. like literally she tries to go to Victor at some point, and Victor, like in his grunting voice, is like, oh, hold on. I'm showing Lizzie something. <laughs> yeah. It's they like lean out of the window, like and they're naked. Which and- like Way to go. Good on them. Yeah. But it's Sex like. positive household. It's. Well, I think it's the thing of like. I don't I don't know how slow burn Sally Thorne's other books are. Yeah. But it feels like she was like. Ah, these characters like. This is supposed to be like this big moment where she mm-hmm. decides. And that's the only way this level of intimacy can happen. But we need we need. You need to know somebody's bowing. Yeah, somebody's got to. And Lizzie takes the brunt of the force. On and that. there is like there. I will say there is like the sexual component is there and up front very early as mm-hmm. like like we talked about like his body is like fucking super into her and so yeah. there are constant mentions of him having a boner. Like, oh, he's constant. like literally and every time sh- she walks and he's into ashamed room, of every single one of them because it turns out he's a uh, he's actually quite a religious man. Um, which is like there's and also there's this whole like thread of them hating the church because of what happened with their parents and like all of yeah. this stuff. So you know th- there is there there is. There is so much. And I this book is really, really good. It made me cry a lot. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh. It made me really angry. It was a, <laughs> it was such an enjoyable experience yeah. that kept you going, ah, what? Yeah. Hello? I'm sorry? We're doing this? Okay. Oh, we're not. Oh, we are. Yeah. Roller coaster of a time. Yeah. Real, real roller coaster. I mean, it was really, really good. And it was just like... It's also the book was doing so much more than it needed to, and I and I say that with a love in my heart and not as a criticism. It was just like I expected, I expected this bitch to make her her man, and there to be some mm-hmm. kind of angst about that, and that kind of being it, and then they get over it, and then you know whatever, right? Yeah. This was like we're gonna talk to you, the reader, about every possible level. Every It was like they were looking at their future Goodreads reviews and were like, you're going to have a question about this. You're going to have a complaint about this. Let's talk about They're it. They're like, crap, the early readers are going to go out yeah. and all the reviews are going to be weird. We got to make sure they know. And to me, I mean, she handled it fucking beautifully, considering mm-hmm. that, that was clearly like what they were trying to do. And, you know... You did want Will and, and Angelica to be together. At a certain point, I was kind of rooting for Christopher quite quite strongly. Um, and I wouldn't have been upset if they ended up together, honestly. But, like, nope. it's fine. Uh, that, again, is the danger of, mm-hmm. of, a, of a, you know, a love triangle. Is mm-hmm. A lot of the times a love triangle is done where clearly, clearly the, the reader is supposed to know which one is not going to win, right? Mm-hmm. Which, at that point, like, why the fuck do we even have a love triangle? Um, <laughs> right. But the problem is when you invest too heavily and you say, okay, I'm going to make you really like, like this guy. And I'm going to make her also have return his feelings. And this mm-hmm. like being a very complex emotional situation. The skills can tip where the readers actually don't like the guy that they know they're he's going to end up with. And, right? and like, Chris, Christopher being an example to Will, if, if Will is supposed to be yeah. the thing that quote unquote fixes Angelica. Yeah. Christopher is supposed to be the thing that somewhat influences will into maybe being kinder or at least acknowledging that he can't treat her however yeah but like but he, in he doing doesn't. that in doing that you're like this is clearly the better man at yeah. this point in the story yeah and we do ship it 
Yeah, and we do ship it, and I, you know, I, I wouldn't fucking hate an alternate version where she ends up with him instead, and Will fuck, fig, you know, figures out his his shit and yeah. goes lives a monk or something. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I don't know. It was, it was a really, it was a really good book. It was a really good book, and there was a lot of fucking complex. I was, I was up very late, just kind of staring at my ceiling, going like, oh, how do I fucking untangle <laughs> this one, man? Like, there's a lot I wouldn't have. Oh, especially man. not knowing her, her back catalog yeah. that well if this is her first like non-contemporary if this is her first fucking paranormal Oof. I, Sally Thorne I want to see you do some vampires I oh my gosh can we get a Dracula oh can retelling? we get a Dracula I don't know how well this book did I don't know I, I yeah we I uh yeah this at the store I don't know if we've seen a huge push about it I don't know if we definitely sold it I right? don't know if we yeah. saw like a huge no demand but it's, uh, it's but, impossible to know yeah i mean it's fucking good i recommend everybody read it i i I really i don't have any criticisms other than like i think she went for an extremely emotionally complex plot and that'll mm-hmm. hit you in different ways and i was i really really liked angelica as, yeah. as unlikable as i felt like she was trying to make her at certain points um you know and that's yeah. about it like i've yeah she was fucking great and will was Extremely sympathetic, even though he he was making some fucking choices. But again, not unreasonably. I Mm-mm. get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hi- fucking highly recommend mm-hmm. this goddamn book. I would love, I would love to see a see a book club do this. Oh my god! And see the range of how people feel about this yeah. book. Yeah, because oh boy. Because like foundationally, I don't think you could ever, I you could never get past the fact that she gave him a different schlong. Like I just don't think. Like every time you looked at it, you'd be like, yeah, well, you'd that's- be like, well, that's. That's uh, not mine. I, I, no. You would literally never, I could not ever, like if I woke up on a slab and I had my brain, but different tits, I'd be like, hey. Well, and, and I would like, always think about it. Well, and specifically when you're like dead. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm not dead, but like now I got dysmorphia. This now, is this is real. This is like, real fun. Not even touching the like crippling pain and agony, you know, Which, like another just just to add a little button to make you go, man, Angelica's great. Uh wasn't aware that this wasn't available at the time. Um she invents blood transfusions. Oh. Like that is what happens in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just does that. I didn't, and then the book continues. I didn't realize that it was a it was like her and like but I was again I was reading it very, 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 very late. Just, just as a point to yeah. Angelica. Well, because Angelica is a fucking genius as well. Yes. and that's what Will keeps it, trying to if, tell if her. If her, if her brother just would stop like shitting on her and telling her that she's not like actually as smart as him, it's not even he. He doesn't even say that. Like what he just says is like, well, of course you want to do the thing that I want to do. Yeah, like he's like, no, you are so smart, but you got to do the thing I'm doing. Yeah. Which honestly, I relate to very heavily. I have my I love my brother very much, but my brother is the kind of person who, when he's doing something, mm-hmm. he is getting so much joy out of it, and yeah. he finds so much, you know, he's so fulfilled by the thing that he's doing mm-hmm. that he turns to me always and goes, "You have to do it now too." Like he tried to get me he into is, he is into wishing to share the same joy with you. Skateboarding into uh, <laughs> paintball, Halo. <laughs> Low key, I would kind of want to see you play paintball because I that's either very funny honestly, to me or terrifying. Honestly, 
we got into airsoft for a while, oh, and yeah. I fucking wrecked shot. <laughs> <laughs> I get so much pleasure. <laughs> Ooh, oh man! And I had way, I had way less empathy as a child, shall we say? <laughs> and so I went fucking hard, exposed skin. <laughs> like oh. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the podcast, man. We we did it. I think we did it. Yeah, hopefully that was fun. I just, I just really, honestly, I just really enjoyed the book. It was just, yeah, it was a good time. I read it during. The holiday season last year, yeah, amidst, uh, you know, retail hell, yeah, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Her writing's real fucking tight. Oh yeah, she's a great editor. Sally, Sally, come on the podcast. Come, come on, on the podcast, come Sally. On the podcast, I want to talk, Sally. To I want to talk about where the fuck this book came from, Sally. Because what brought what brought you from the hating game to f- and following it up with being like, you know what, I'm gonna reach into my literary loves. Let's do that. I'm gonna. I'm going to untangle necrophilia. That's what she said. And you know what? Gosh, that's a better, that's a better subtitle. That's the title <laughs> of this podcast. Untangling necrophilia. I, you know what, Sally? I fucking respect it, man. It got balls. Like, it's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, you got anything you want to plug? Mm, I really, I really like, I really like grass. That's not. I just. That's I just, a, it's nothing. I just. Go touch grass. Go you touch know? grass. Hey, you know what? It's a Actually, good time. Everybody, I'm going to say for like a second, get off the fucking internet and go touch some grass. Like I have been doing that the past couple of weeks. I have been actively avoiding like reading anything on social media or anything mm-hmm. besides like posting my shit and then blogging right off. Yeah. Uh, it's been extremely nice. And particularly uh, here in the Bay Area, folk, uh, it's we, we're done with rain for a bit. We got go. sun. We got sun. It's amazing. Go to park. I sat, I did sit in grass the other day. <gasps> Very good. Maybe for the first time in like two years. <gasps> I'm glad, I'm glad you got to reconnect with your roots. I, <laughs> uh. I, I took Babs for a walk and then we met a lady who gave Babs an entire baggie full of kibble <gasps> just out of her hand while <laughs> Oh my. Park. Okay. That's I appreciate that woman was prepared for such an occasion. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hi, Miguel. Do you 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 don't have anything to plug, do you? What were you in the plug? Um. Oh, hey! First thing I announced today, uh, uh-huh. that the first enamel pin design went up. That people can well. So the deal is, we are approaching a hundred patrons on Ooh. the Work Bible Patreon, and I promised everybody that they would get an enamel pin when mm-hmm. we reach it. So everybody in the every patron gets an enamel pin when we hit that. Um, and. I was going to release all of the designs when we hit that. And then mm-hmm. I thought it would be more incentive for people to get us to that number faster if they knew what the options were. So I have been releasing, well, I will be releasing one pin design, you know, probably like every other week or something. Um, I don't know. It depends on how quickly we start to climb towards. Um, but uh, so I released the first design t- today, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, people, it's gorgeous. I've had, I've it. had a, privileged preview for some yes, other ones and yes. they are similarly gorgeous they're pretty cool i think they're pretty they're pretty fun um so yeah join the patreon works by abigail uh, patreon.com slash works by abigail also next month is gonna be fucking hyphy dude yeah. so we have sticker packs going out sticker which packs. i haven't i don't have the stickers yet so i haven't announced what they are but they're extremely choice i will say um and then we have uh we have Burden's Bonds, book three, Kaz's story starting mm-hmm. uh, probably the last week. I'm trying to make it faster, but honestly, it'll probably be the last week because uh, I can only write so fast. Um, we also have Strike releasing to the world. Um, 
that's that's happening. Uh, and uh, and also on top of all of all, all of those things, everyone since we met our last patron goal um, is getting a holographic Helle's Fall print, which I don't know. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> oh, it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Yes. Yes. So that's all happening in Because <laughs> all of this always seems to happen all at once. Every single fucking time. Um, yeah. So I, I got books out. You can read them. Uh, you can also follow me on social media. Works for Abigail. Um, Twitter's dying. Don't follow me there. Um, so follow me at Works for Abigail on Instagram. Or follow the podcast account. Do whatever. You know? <laughs> whatever. If you read my books, if you could leave a review, that'd be dope. Uh, if you like the podcast, you should leave a review for the podcast. That'd also be dope. Um, other than that, you know, catch me on the flip side. That's about it. Catch you next week. Yep. Yep. What? Mm. Okay. All right. Piggy says goodbye. <laughs> Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Yeah.